0: and we're live
1: with paranormal dash spirits the place we come to get our booze on we talk about the booze the things that go bump in the night and i get to do that with all my booze i'm mike black the love i have with me the lovely and talented Alyssa black my wife hello best friend devilishly psychic, handsome. <laughs> devilishly handsome john burkett mm. and tonight we're going to take you on a haunted tale of a house that was built in 1853 in new york and it became uh among other things haunted and this unsuspecting family moved in and they thought it was just going to be the most wonderful place in the world and it turned out that it was isn't that
2: always the way it goes yeah
1: if it's if it's on this podcast it's going to be they thought that it was the best house ever and it turned out not to be it's just, it's kind of the way it is here. Truth. So, we're going to take you on that tail and tell you all about that stuff. But before we do that, let's talk about all the places that you can go to catch all, us on the web. Uh, we have, if you're listening to us on a podcast, you can catch us on YouTube at 3B Paranormal Spirits. Uh, you can go to our Facebook group. That's Booze with Benefits. B-O-O-S with Benefits. Uh, you can look us up on Instagram, TikTok, or Twitter. All spelled the same way. Paranormal underscore D-A-S-H underscore Spirits. And then you can go to our website at paranormal-spirits.com. And there is a that's kind of a launch pad for everything. You can go to all of our different... Uh, Sites And we have a swag store there, and you can pick up some trucker caps or dad caps or coffee cups or boozy's koozies or all that good kind of stuff. And this show is about spirits. And in the tradition of every show that we start, we start with some spirits. So this show shall be no different, and we will start with spirits tonight. And tonight, we are drinking an Irish whiskey. John, take it away. Tell us what we're drinking.
2: This is Bushmills Protestant whiskey, Black Bush, Which, Black Bush has a higher content of actual malted barley than the normal Bushmills and is aged in... A combination of Oloroso sherry and ex-bourbon So, so Do tell. So sherryed one. yep.
0: Is this supposed to be better than the Prohibition?
2: I don't know if that can be topped. For, That's pretty dark. Well, I, although they do make some like 30-year-old single malts and stuff that probably would top that, but...
0: <clears throat> it's much... I feel like it's darker than the Prohibition.
2: It is. Well, the Prohibition has no added color to it at all. It just might...
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Smells good. You like it? it smells sweet, actually. Ooh,
1: it's got some decent legs.
0: legs. I like our new glasses.
1: Mm-hmm. It's Glen Cairns. Our fancy little Professional Glen Professional now. <laughs> Is that what we are? Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. Okay. Let us.
1: Well, it's, what do you get off the nose?
2: Well, a oh, alcohol.
1: I was going to say, <clears throat> I get ethanol. Ethanol. Mm hmm. Ooh, and it's kind of strong ethanol.
2: Yeah, but it's. I don't think What's the, the content this? is higher. It's forty. It's eighty proof. Oh, okay. All right. So only the. Only the uh, prohibition recipe has
1: a higher price.
0: Aged 8 years, said one of the best whiskies in the world, you can't beat Blackbush.
1: Hmm. We'll see. Salancha. Oh, yeah. Salancha. Cilantro. Cilantro. Cilantro.
0: Cilantro.
2: Cilantro. I can taste the cherry. This yeah, says I can too.
0: Blackbush, an icon of Ireland.
2: Eh. <laughs> Just telling you what's it this? It's no Tamdu, but
0: I don't get it. It doesn't to tam-dew me. Tamdu scotch,
2: though. So. True, it's also single malt. It's all <laughs> this has some grain alcohol, and it's not 100 percent malted barley. Mm-hmm. But it's way better than White Label.
1: This is you think? Oh yeah, yeah.
2: White Label's strictly a shooter.
0: You mean yeah. Bushmills White mm-hmm. Label? I will say it doesn't taste as ethanol-y as it comes off in the nose.
1: Mm-mm. No, not it doesn't. All. It doesn't have that ethanol, For those that, that might wonder. Moonsh- Irish moonshine. It doesn't taste like that at all.
0: It says it floats across the tongue to deliver dark, velvety, fruity notes right through to the long finish.
2: It's not as good as Jameson's.
0: Sherry, thing. peaches, nuts, <clears throat> amazingly spicy.
2: I can taste the sherry in there.
1: I, I do too. I'm not particularly impressed with the the flavor um,
0: makes me warm inside
1: it,
2: <laughs> I mean that's what alcohol does <laughs> right. but you
0: know some hit differently that one um got some goosebumps on that one
2: it's it's not as good as the uh, the prohibition recipe
1: no. Not I'm by a, actually that. not by a stretch. <laughs> I don't think.
2: You and can, that is the higher proof point of that, I'm sure, is what makes that the prohibition goodie. recipe. It
0: says you can Pushback. make a black fashioned instead of an old fashioned.
2: Yeah. Well. It's not as good as Jameson Black Barrel. It is no. not. I might even go so far as to say it's not as good as regular Jameson <laughs> to me, but I like
1: I will I will agree with you on that. We are in agreement. I, If I were offered this or if I were offered Jameson, I would take Jameson. The regular. Regular, plain old.
0: Green label Jameson. Go to
1: Jameson, yes. I would go to that before I would go to this.
0: I would definitely, if I now I know, if I'm going to pick up Moles, I guess i better go get some Prohibition limited edition recipe. Because yeah, th-
1: this isn't I don't horrible. I
2: limited either. It's not. It's still out. I mean, it yeah. says yeah. limited on their website. It
1: does. Well, you know, they made it for the final season. The final season of Peaky Blinders, so it probably eventually will run out, but it's very good. It, it is, is so very good. good. Mm. But I given the given the option of going to the Blackbush or going to Jameson, I definitely go with Jameson.
2: Now there's a big price difference, I sure but
0: Yes, what is the price point? I think we determined it's forty five for this one. Is that what we
2: God I hope not? Thirty-five, probably. Yeah, I don't. Regular old bottle of Bushmill's is about twenty-six bucks. Yeah. So, this is one step up from that. Prohibition recipe is thirty-one dollars bottle. So,
0: let's see, thirty-one
1: forty-nine.
2: Yeah, thirty-one dollars. Get the Prohibition. Yeah, and if you want the sherry influence, uh, spend twice as much as this and get a bottle of Red Breast Twelve.
1: <laughs> yeah, because
2: <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> But it's also $65 or so a bottle. Right. Eh.
0: Definitely get you some prohibition and be done with that.
2: I, I would end up just shooting this.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it's not It's not impressive. I like
2: that there's a cork in the bottle.
0: That is fun. Yeah. I, I love too. that it's not as ethanol as how it comes off in the nose. I am excited no, about it, that. The
1: nose is very ethanol but the... Flavor is not, but the flavor is not, no. it's plenty yeah. smooth. It's just, it's it is, is, it's very smooth. Yeah, I it's mean, just,
2: it's miles above regular bush mills, but
0: it still just kind of lays there,
2: yeah. yeah. And just so I didn't, I I, I knew it wasn't, I somewhere that seed was planted that this is the Protestant whiskey, and mm-hmm. not well, probably because the distillery is in Ulster, right? But mm-hmm. I heard it somewhere, and right? Looking at this, I see where it was in the third. Season the third season episode of The Wire, Blackburners. Detective Jimmy McNulty refers to Bushmills as Protestant whiskey when uh-huh. he has offered it after being told Jameson's unavailable.
1: <laughs> okay. Somewhere. So without, now we know.
2: I was watching The Wire a decade ago. That just right. stuck
1: in my brain somewhere. <laughs> well, that's what we think about the the Z O Z E. Let's talk about the booze, the B O S so i am bringing you the story of the hinsdale house and it it's named that because it's in hinsdale uh new york and it's a story of the dandies now the dandies Ooh, was fan- d- the dandies. dandies i'm dandy the dandies had vacationed in hinsdale for years please tell me
2: that the dad's name is jim
1: no, it's not. I'm sorry. No, or James. Or James, but no, that it's been not. Perfect. Jim Dandy. No, actually, it's Phil. <laughs> Phil Dandy that doesn't roll off. Topic. I feel dandy.
2: Jim Dandy. Yeah.
1: does. So the Dandies had vacationed there in Hinsdale for years and years, and, and they loved the laid back feeling of the northern woods, uh, small town, rustic feel. Uh, everybody was really nice there, uh, and this was much different from where they lived in Buffalo. <laughs> so they're moving out into the country and they're trading their their high rises for tall trees and you know that so they they were chasing the american dream and they get out there and they find this home built in 1853. the home still possessed much of the charm that it had when it was built because a lot of the uh, original carving on the wood was still in good shape and um, so they find this place and then they fall in love with it uh at first sight they get a a realtor out there and um
0: it was a funeral home in the past no oh
1: it wasn't actually it was like a way station for uh a stagecoach but uh and travelers down oh. the byways and highways of, of that time but and and i will get to that but
0: I thought maybe we were going to have a trend.
1: No. Some body hoists, you (laughs) know. So this thing is, it's surrounded by this dense forest, and it sits on eight acres. Uh, There's a pond out back. Uh, There used to be a barn out there, but it had had burnt down. Um, So, But there were still some of the remnants of it out there. And so this place is just beautiful. It's set in the woods. And the... um, Claire Dandy, the mother family, believed that when they were out in the in the country like this, that they all got along better, the whole family. And it was kind of therapeutic for them, and it just rejuvenated their spirits and their relationships. Uh, Claire, in an interview later, would describe her feelings about seeing the house uh, for the first time as being overcome with a deep sense of peace. Quote, it's like I had finally come home after years of being elsewhere, the air was like breathing in champagne. It was wonderful. You would drown. Well, <laughs> technically, yes, but maybe she's talking about that experience. That bringing in that the that literal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, John, John's being a little concrete. But no, she said it was, it was just this wonderful feeling when they were there. I was being extemporaneous. Oh, you were being extemporaneous. Oh, wow, well, here unprepared. we are. <laughs> so when they were being shown the house, Mr. and Mrs. Dandy were shown a storage space underneath the stairs. Mm-mm. And at first, the door was stuck. But Mr. Dandy put some weight on it and threw his shoulder into it a couple of times. Finally, the door swung free. And it revealed a dusty space with sort of a fireplace that had been built inside this storage thing underneath the stairs, and so yeah, I, I'm assuming there was a way for the, I know that the smoke dangerous, to yeah. yeah, but because
2: um, <clears throat> this is a wood-in
1: house, yeah, and so it revealed the space, and they were like. They said it just didn't feel like the rest of the house. The rest of the house was very warm and inviting, and this place just had a a weird feeling to it. Claire would describe her feelings toward the space. I wasn't sure why, but I felt uneasy, and when we opened up the storage space, I couldn't put my finger on it, but it was dark and desolate, not at all like the rest of the house. So... She dismissed her feelings. uh, How
2: warm and inviting do you expect a dusty old room under the stairs to be?
1: You know, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Like Harry Potter.
1: Or the people under the stairs. Obviously, it didn't feel like the rest of the house. So she dismissed her feelings as for the reason that she was a a quote-unquote city slicker. And they didn't have storage like that where she was from. So maybe this is why she felt that way about it. But once they closed the the storage room up and returned to exploring the rest of the house, the feelings of peace would return. Mm-hmm. And after a short tour of the house and a short discussion, the dandies decided they would buy the house. Mm-mm. They just couldn't resist hundred year hundred year old house, and they were going to be they were going to live in it.
2: Oh yeah, what did this? When is this?
1: This is in the seventies, uh, the early seventies. So one day. On the day that they they moved, Claire's brother was going to help them in moving, and he was going to get up there a little bit earlier than they did, a few hours actually. And he arrives at the house, and when he walks in with the first boxes to set them down in the living room, he is pelted in the face with flies and bees. And so Not he the bees. <laughs> yeah. So here is the thing. So this is like Amityville, maybe. Uh, but anyway, the. So there's these flies, and they're hitting him. And he puts the boxes down, and he starts looking for where this is coming from. Well, it's upstairs, uh, I think to the left of the staircase as you go up, if I remember the layout correctly. But that room there, um, when he said when he opened the door up, it was filled with these flies and bees in there. Now, so I could get the – the flies following the bees because the bees are are making honey. I'm sure, and uh, not usually in the winter time. But and this was late fall, early winter uh, when they were moving in. So anyway, they're it's just full of these flies. A lot of them are dead on the floor, uh, but they're covering the windows in the place. And I and my assumption is that they're trying to get the heat from the sun. But anyway. Um, so they called an exterminator out. The exterminator came out and looked at it, said he had never seen anything like that before. Um,
0: and they obviously weren't there when they were looking. No, at No, no, not
1: when they were looking. <laughs> so they <laughs> had, been a so they it. had swarmed yes. in the interim, between the time they looked at it and between between that and the time that they actually started moving in.
0: And we don't know how long that is. Probably no, right? Um,
1: we'll
2: say thirty days to close. So
1: yeah, or, you know, a couple months. A couple of months. Even
0: then. What has died? <laughs> like Yeah.
1: So they ended up having to pull up some of the floorboards to get the bees out because they had started building a hive uh, in the floor. No. No,
0: no, no the exterminator bee.
1: said he had never seen anything like it before in his life So, or in his career, rather. So once the exterminator finished his job and, and got the bees and the flies out of the place and the family was able to, to move in and settle in. And they said it was just so peaceful there because you know they're, you're out in the country. I love being out in the country, you know, so I, I know what it's like. And they were just said there was a sense of peace that just came up over them. Uh, the they were all seemed to be enjoying each other's company. Uh, there was less fighting, you know, amongst them, like you know, like there always is when you have kids. Um, more so, room to
2: keep them away from each other.
1: And that's part of it, I think, you know. And it's more—it's just more laid back, you know. So, after a few weeks of, of living in their new home, uh, Mike was their son. He had made friends with one of the neighbor's boys. And they began to hang out together and exploring the woods and and that kind of stuff. So, during one of their trips out in the woods, as they're walking out. Now, remember, they're in New York. So... And they're walking along there and they hear twigs breaking and leaves crackling and so there's something walking through the woods with them right so they stop and they're afraid of that it's a bear you know so they they kind of hide behind a tree and they're watching kind of peeking around and they see this young boy who's about their age and he's walking through the woods up just the ways he's in front of them, so they're like, "Hey, dude, you know this is this is private property. You can't be here." And they're hollering at him. The boy does. The boy just ignores him and just keeps walking. And so they kind of they start following him and getting closer. And as they get closer, they notice that the boy that half of his head is gone, like like see through or blown off blown off and the kid is carrying like a a rifle Mm. so and half of his head's gone the closer they get the more transparent he becomes and finally they get to a place um where there's a, a pond out there in the woods and as he gets up close to the pond the boy just vanishes and disappears and the uh, the boys are just absolutely and completely freaked out, and so they start running back to the house, and they tell Mike's mother, Claire, and says, tells her what they saw. She dismisses it as because <laughs> the parents never believe,
2: never in any, never believe, never do.
1: Um, she dismisses it, says it's just over over overactive imagination of young boys just poops it off so several weeks go by claire has all but forgotten what her son had seen and she's out walking the dog through the woods the dog's name is madison and taking madison out for some fresh air and exercise while they're walking through the woods claire gets quite a ways away from the house and she starts hearing this chanting and it says it's she said it sounds very eerie and it came from everywhere it wasn't like it's over there or it's over yonder it's all around her and so she starts listening to it and the more she listens the longer she listens the louder this chanting becomes madison the dog is freaking the hell out she's pulling at the leash and trying to get away from this so finally madison breaks free and rips the leash out of claire's hand and heads for the house
2: what was the chanting saying i don't know the dog
1: i'm sorry what what was the chanting saying it it, she never said it she i don't think she could that it was distinguishable only that it was chanting and so she starts um she starts taking after the dog she gets home and claire tells her husband what she's heard, and guess what he does? He just, he pooh poos poof, he her off and tells her it's just her imagination, etc. <coughs> Excuse me. She tells him, and he says, this, you know, this is just your imagination. So she remembers Mike's experience out in the woods with his buddy. And so she tells him and he decides he's going to try to find out what this was. So he thinks, you know, there's a campground not too far beyond the edge of their property. So he goes out with his friend, Matt, and they go into the woods to explore this. They get out. There's a lookout point and where they can look down into the campground and there's nobody there that would have been making that those noises and so they're kind of like well you know what could it be they don't know so they start back towards the house as they're coming back to the house they hear this axe cutting into a tree like very near them and this axe is thumping into the tree then they hear a woman start screaming and again this is not coming from a place this is like all around them it's like disembodied so this it's just a screaming right so they take off running they run all the way back to the house and there's no way to explain what they heard there's no way to explain what Claire heard and anyway they're they're at a loss so months go by they start to relax a little bit and almost forget about all the the weird experiences and life has become normal uh, like Norman Rockwell normal. There's there's absolutely nothing going on. So, one day, Phil, Mr. Dandy. Phil Dandy. You feel Dandy, John? I
2: feel Dandy.
1: <laughs> Has decided he's going to take the kids into town to Buffalo. And they're going to go do some shopping and stuff like that. Claire decides she's not going to go. She's going to stay home. Mm. Relax. Read a book. So, she opens up the window. Mm there at the uh, in the living room she sits down on the sofa starts reading her book and there's this light gentle breeze blowing in the window and all of a sudden bam the window just slams shut it kind of freaks her out a little bit but she's like well you know maybe it was a put a stick in there yeah maybe it was a rogue wind came through or something rogue and, wind like a rogue wave i know <laughs> <laughs> so, i know okay yeah all right. So anyway, she thinks it's a little bit odd, you know, but it's not nothing paranormal, it's just the wind blowing. And so later that night, Mike is asleep, their son in his room, and dead asleep, something slams into his chest. And it's a box containing a chessboard and chess pieces. It just hits him in the middle of the chest. Well, up above him, against the wall, he has these shelves where his uh, these different boxes and stuff of games and things like that, board games, are stored. Mm -hmm. So this thing hit him in the chest, wakes him up, and he's like, what the heck? When he wakes up, he looks and he sees there's a stack of boxes, and they're kind of shifting and moving a little bit. The bottom, there's three in a row in this stack of boxes. The bottom one slides out and slams down into his chest he should have moved so that the, the second box right. hits him he screams he's freaking out claire runs in there to see what's going on and he tells her as he's telling her about this box another box flies off of the one of the shelves at claire and mike <clears throat> so and they're like, there's no way for these boxes because these this boxes come out from the other box first of all and drop down and hit him. So you would have had to lift the boxes up and then slide one out, and so there was no way to explain that away. And uh, so they they both leave out of the room. They're screaming. Claire uh, obviously wants to do something for her family. So what she does, she calls the local priest, and this is a Father Alphonse from the University of. Saint Bonaventure, uh, Father Alphonse, and I think of Fonzie when I hear that. Hey. I know it's Fonzarelli, but yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? The priest shows up with a leather jacket and, uh, you know.
2: Sit on it, Ralph Mouth.
1: Um, so, Father she Alphonse. No nope. <laughs> <about>. <laughs> oh my You're god! You're right,
0: I don't. Sorry.
1: It's from Happy Days. The Fons.
0: The, well, I know the Fons.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, that's okay. So, Father Alphonse, he says he thinks it's a poltergeist, and that's what he tells Claire. And in case you are curious or you've got some idea, not positive, what a poltergeist is, according to the Oxford Dictionary, a poltergeist from the German is quite literally a noisy ghost or other supernatural being supposedly responsible for physical disturbances such as loud noises and objects being thrown around so father alphonse makes arrangements to come out and bless the house several days later on april 13 1975 father alphonse shows up to bless the cleansing begins and the family and the priests are the family and the priest are gathered together and they're starting in the living room as he begins to speak a series of horrible wailing and moaning voices begin to fill the home the smell of burning flesh began to fill the home the din reached its peak when they got to the crawl space that was underneath the stairs of course it did Hmm. once the crawl space was blessed the house went silent it's like this peaceful bliss came over the house once again and it was they described it as a, as if the evil had been evicted and it was just like when they first saw the place you know so the priest uh, says goodbye they say thank you and they go about their life as usual the um they all side a collective breath of relief it was over
2: Seems a little early in the story. But but wait, there's more.
1: (laughs) This is Paranormal Dash Spirits, and it ain't never that easy. So three months later, almost to the day, as if to mock the Holy Trinity, all hell breaks loose again. That night, Phil was away on a business trip, and Claire is awakened to knocking sounds coming from inside the walls. Uh, You've experienced that before and so these knocking sounds are coming from inside it
2: like it was someone banging on the on the, the wall inside of the room but you know it could have yeah it could have been inside
1: the so then and but the knocks are accompanied by whispers it's they're hearing these whispers all through throughout the house so she's yeah wouldn't it be creepy so, uh, anyway, she's laying there, and she sees this girl walk past her doorway. Well, she thinks, at first when she sees her, she thinks it's her daughter. And she goes, well, no, this girl's too young to be my daughter. So, she hops up. She goes out into the hallway, and this little girl is walking down the stairs. So, she follows her. And the girl goes all the way to the crawl space, opens a door. Goes in and closes the door behind her. Now, Claire follows her down there to the crawlspace and she's standing there. Finally, she gets up the nerve to open that door to look in there. And I just want to point out that Claire has way more stones than I do. Because there's no way in hell I would open that door and look in there. I just, I know I wouldn't. I'd look, I know you had that crawlspace. That's yours.
2: The people under the stairs.
1: Oh my God, right? So. Claire goes up to check on the kids. They're both sound asleep, don't know anything, or don't have any idea of what's going on. Um, the next morning, Tina wakes up before the rest of the family, and she's doing her morning routine, and she's brushing her hair out in front of the mirror, and she notices she has this pet bird, and the bird's not singing like it normally does. So she turns around and looks at the bird, and the bird is staring into the corner of the room. And she thinks this is weird, but the bird is not taking its eyes off that corner. Okay? Like, it can see something that she's not seeing. Anyway, she turns back around to the mirror. And when she does, in the reflection of the mirror, she sees the little girl in the corner of her room. But this time, she gets to see her face and everything. The uh, the eyes are gone. I mean, like they've been... Plucked out or rotted out or whatever. Mm-mm. Anyway, Tina screams. Claire comes running up the stairs, and she realizes that Father Alphonse, you know, hasn't completed his work here yet. So she calls Father Alphonse back out, and he agrees to come back in a week. And this time, he brings a paranormal expert. So, who was it? Uh, the Warren. kidding. Tennis. Oh, tennis!
2: The crazy mustache guy. Yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. That's the dude. I'll, I'll get. To, I'll get to that in a bit. So, anyway, the his
2: mustache could scare all
1: kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they're gonna they're gonna come out and in the interim while they're waiting for the priest to come out. Uh, obviously, it's not immediate. Claire and Phil are trying to keep their sanity and keep their kids safe. Everybody so they,
2: moves into the
1: No, no, no. Uh, Claire and Phil try to keep... uh, They send the kids out with friends. And so they settle down that evening, and they're going to watch a movie. And they hear this crashing sound that's coming from outside. So they're, oh, my God, you know, what's going on now? So they run out there expecting to see some little girl with no eyes or whatever. And it's some trash pandas digging in the trash. Oh, So, cute little raccoons out there digging in the trash. Rocky. And they're like, oh, thank God. It's just raccoons, right? They turn around and start back towards the house. And as they turn around, they see the girl staring out the window looking at them. Well,
0: with her no eyes?
1: Missing eyes and staring out the window at him. Well, oh,
2: I hope he had the car keys with him because we ain't going back in
1: there. <laughs> exactly right. We long go, long walk to town. Bye. We're going he, to Buffalo to get a up. She
0: can have me. Long
1: it. walk to town. <coughs> so, but no, this is paranormal dash period. So they have to go back in. Yes. And they get inside the house and they hear movement coming from upstairs. So they go upstairs to check. Tina, their daughter, who had was out with friends...
0: Oh, Tina.
1: Tina's home. So they never saw Tina come back in. They didn't hear her come back in. They don't know how she got in. But Tina's back home, and she's upstairs. They get up there, and Tina had blue eyes uh, before right now. Her eyes are completely black.
0: No. Mm-mm.
1: And they, she just unresponsive and just standing there staring at the mirror they start shaking her calling her name when she finally is responsive she has no memory of how she got there uh, didn't know when she got home or any knowledge of what had happened a few minutes later they hear movement in Mike's room so Phil goes to investigate while Claire stays there with Tina And tries to keep her calm. So as Phil heads over towards Mike's room, the phone rings. You remember, Mike is out with his buddy, right? So it's Mike, and he's calling to see if he can spend the night with his friend Randy. Phil tells Mike what's happening, so Mike wants to be at home with his family. uh, Oh, man, it's too
2: bad that Randy wasn't a member of the family. Why? He'd be Randy Dandy.
1: Oh, he would. That'd be cool. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, Randy Dandy. So, anyway, Mike's going to come home. Randy would later recount that Mike was pale and sweating. Randy asked Mike what was wrong, and Mike said, stuff's going on at the house, and didn't go into any kind of detail. So, the boys arrive home to find the house in chaos. Feels ready for battle. The girls are upstairs crying and freaking out. And as if on cue, as soon as they walk in the house, all the lights go out.
0: Of course it does.
1: And then they start hearing this banging on the walls. And scratching can be heard coming out of this crawl space. Something's sitting there clawing at the door of the crawl space. So Phil is brave because Phil grabs the flashlight and heads towards that door. Phil. I would grab the flashlight... Or the car keys and head for the car.
0: Phil ain't going to be feeling dandy in just a minute.
1: I just can't get this. So anyway, so the closer he gets, the louder it gets. And he works up his nerve. Finally, he flings open this door and the fireplace that was built inside this uh, crawl space or little storage area, whatever. So now the bricks have been disassembled from the fireplace and they're in the middle of the floor. In the uh, space. In the space storage area thing. Yeah. So they're just stacked there. Hmm. Claire gets on the phone. She calls Father Alphonse, and he agrees to come out that night with his paranormal investigator friend, Alex Tannis, and the one with the, the big 70 stash yeah. stash. yeah. Stash. And oh, you can't say that anymore. It's going to be a corn stash
2: acorn stash
1: <laughs> whatever so anyway so this dude's well respected in the the paranormal community he's a researcher uh, a psychic his abilities were studied at the American Society of Psychic Research so he's with Father Alphonse and they arrive later that night and Alex is guided over to the uh, crawl space he steps into the crawl space room and begins begins to have a vision and in his vision he sees multiple dead bodies stacked in this crawl space. and after the vision subsides he explains to the family what he saw and he believes that many have passed away within the home itself some of natural causes and some from murder he also believed that the house uh, used to be a stopping point for a stagecoach uh, where people would stay the night before departing uh, the following morning. It was also his belief that there was there was a nearby criminal or gang of criminals that would often rob and kill travelers um, and perhaps these people had somehow become trapped at this home. Uh, when someone passed or was found dead nearby, they would bring these people here storm in the the crawl space until they could find. Or until they could be have a proper burial. Um, Yes. Yeah. So I mean, I get it. You know, what do you do with them? I mean,
2: that out the shed. Don't bring that in the house. You
1: know. So.
0: Cause then you get sister friend trying to find some new eyes. Yeah, and like he she did
2: Did no one ever decide to go to the county office and
0: see what? Let's happened? See, Let's
2: check out the history of the house. Let's see the property records. And
1: I don't know. And, and honestly, if I were being tormented to by library, if I were being tormented by a crap like that, I don't think that that would be on my mind. It would be just let's really? get rid of it. That would
2: know? be the first thing I, was, I would.
1: But that's. Yeah, actually it would be but I'm different I want to know the history
2: <laughs> of the house I want to know what this is let's yeah. see what else. actually what's documented that has gone on here so maybe then we can narrow it down to but maybe, this is the cause and that makes it easier to get rid of it
0: oh you mean once there's already a problem you don't mean before they move in
2: no 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 I mean once there's a problem to help nail the problem down to a particular wayward spirit or something some reason that it you, might be there that can actually help you be able to, yeah, to you, get rid of it you you need to know you the talk history.
1: Talk to its talk to its spirits. Find out that its bones are stored in the attic, and they take it and give it a proper Christian Salt burial. Salt and
2: burn the bones.
1: <laughs> so, jeez. <laughs> 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 so anyway, uh, Tana said that there were. <laughs> Tana said there were seven different spirits uh, that were trapped within the home, and the house calmed down after that but Claire still felt trapped she wanted to move but all the money had been sunk into the house so they're stuck there Um, the next morning they found that Mike had left early and took Randy home while Mike was gone to take Randy home there comes a knock at the door it's a policeman it's
2: an actual knock
1: Yeah, it's an actual knock. There's a policeman at the door. He tells them that Mike has been in an accident. And they ask about Randy. And they said Mike had told them that he had dropped Randy off already. But he also said, they said they found Mike at the scene of the, the accident, but they didn't find the other person and they asked what do you mean the other person he said well mike said someone was in the car with him that grabbed the wheel and caused him to have the accident and there and of course phil and claire like there's there would have been nobody with him you know he's just taking randy home and coming right back so anyway mike said that there was a later he said that something was in the car with him and reached over and grabbed the wheel and turned the wheel. Car goes off the road and he wrecks. Uh, Anyway, cop tells him that he is undergoing surgery. He suffered head injuries and a ruptured spleen. Owie. Yeah. And so anyway, several months of rehab later Mm. and the haunting continues. Finally, father Alphonse comes back out to the house. One last time, uh, Alex Tannis accompanies him along with the film crew and in an unprecedented occurrence, it says the Vatican approved an exorcism of a structure. Vatican approved. They performed. Um, so anyway, which that's you know, as opposed
0: they, to a person, right? Okay, this how is the first wor- how time. How does
2: that work? If based upon, I mean, uh, building doesn't have a, a soul. A building, does, a building is
1: building is an inanimate
2: object that right. cannot be possessed, right?
0: Hence, the reason this is new.
1: Well, there's and there's different thoughts on possession. You know, we talked about in a previous. Uh, episode where a person the spirit doesn't actually or the demon doesn't get in the person and take over their soul doesn't get in their soul it just suppresses them to the point that they can't fight back anymore remember Mm -hmm. so but anyway Hmm. so vatican approved uh exorcism on the house so father alphonse is there and he begins um to pray, as the words exit his lips, varying with intensity as the rites often do, the home begins to literally shake, accompanied by horrific moaning and wailing. This time, worse than the time before,
0: and gnashing of teeth.
1: Mm, I guess so. Um, so that every every horrible feeling, bang, knocking, and scratching noise that the family had experienced thus far was present again and seemed to be magnified this time. Hours later, the rites were finished, and the home seems peaceful and blissful, just like it did the first time they visited the house. And again for three months, the family lives in peace. After the three months have passed, mm. it starts up again.
2: Who's hiding the Ouija board in their bedroom?
0: No doubt. Yeah, it's underneath the Mike. stairs.
1: Mike was. I found out later. Mike had been performing Ouija board sessions in uh-huh. the house. Mike's
2: always getting into trouble.
1: Mm-hmm. Some
2: what him.
0: is it with the mics?
1: I don't know. So after three months, starts up again. By now, the dandies just can't stand it anymore. They cut their losses and they leave. They so, so they moved. They they actually moved out of state. They got completely away from the house.
0: They're like peace out, New York. We are done.
1: We're going to Texas. Yeah, I don't know where they went. I don't, <laughs> bringing don't remember. Our no, actually, it was with us. they went all the way to the west coast. I want to say Oregon, Washington State, something like that. Oregon, Oregon, Oregon. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that I found out uh, after the fact. After this is after they left, after the haunting and all that there. Um, from different paranormal investigators who have been out there actually the the place now is you can go there and looking at
2: the website to see what the calendar they got it's Mm -hmm. $350 night for up to six people to investigate all night
1: it's a paranormal investigator that actually owns it now and he is the first person to own it since 1966 no one's ever actually owned it right because they couldn't pay it off because they something would happen they'd have to leave oh. out yeah
0: they get chased so, out huh
1: mm-hmm. this was the first time ever the vatican had ever approved a structural exorcism by the way and it failed
0: but i say and it must have you failed, know
1: what? If failed.
2: Have actually been the bonds it
1: would oh, have been successful
2: the first time
1: yeah if it truly been
2: <laughs> hey, it'd
1: been fonzarelli instead of get out of here <laughs> you know hey So, if it had been Fonzarelli instead of Alfonso. Arthur
2: Fonzarelli.
1: Right. If he could come
2: with uh, Leather
1: Tuscadero. But there was lots of, uh, yeah. (laughs) So, lots of stuff that they've discovered since then. There were two brothers that were fighting there. um, And I can't remember. I want to say this is back in the, maybe the 30s.
0: Oh, so this is what's haunting the house, Uh probably? Yeah. Okay.
1: there were these two brothers that were fighting over one brother's wife. Ooh. Mm-hmm.
0: Scandalous. Yeah.
1: Big time. And so Jimmy, one of the brothers. Buffett called it. Yeah. So one of the brothers <laughs> shoots the other brother. Mm. Uh, in 1945, there was still a barn on the site, on the property. And there was a chain-driven uh, saw um, uh, a in chainsaw? my mind. No, not a chainsaw. But a chain-driven circular saw. Oh,
2: like a sawmill saw.
1: Like a sawmill saw. Um, And this little boy that lived there was out there, and he was playing in the barn. Of course he was. (laughs) No. No. I know what you're thinking. He cut himself in two or something. No. The chain snapped. Oh, no. Oh.
0: And came back at him.
1: Chain snapped, hit him in the head, and killed him.
0: Is this the little boy they saw?
1: Half his head was gone? Could have been the brother that shot the other brother when they were fighting. Oh. One brother shot the other brother may have shot him in the head. Or Could the chainsaw somebody.
0: got the kid, is what I was It thinking. wasn't a
1: chainsaw. It was just a chain.
0: But I'm saying but if the kid yeah, was missing yeah, I half guess
2: of his head. Yeah, I, you said it was a kid. Who's yeah. Half a that kid's a kid, young, young wouldn't be fighting over a woman, over the uh, other Think wife. About,
1: think about the time, though
2: a wife, Did you right? Say wife,
1: right? Think about the time, though. People got, got married. married like fourteen. Yeah, Ooh. people well, got girls, married 16. a lot younger. Men
2: had to be a little bit older, so that they not
1: much. I mean, they were still young back then, you know. So. Uh, there was a hanging tree on the property.
2: Oh, is that the one that now has the tire swing hanging from it in these pictures?
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. The This one is not so on cool. the property anymore because when they cut it up, it ended up on adjacent property and lightning struck it. So it's just a, a stump now. But the um, several investigators have been negatively, negatively affected so, I'm sure if Zach were there, he would have a... Zach attack. Zach attack. <laughs> well, I see Nick was there. Nick's Nick's Nick been there. Paranormal has been there. Paranormal lockdown. Um, one, of the, one of the things that I watched, the investigator was going out there, and Nick is a friend of this guy, and he said, Hey, dude, I'm going to let you know. If you go there, be very, very careful, because I went there, investigated, and something came home with me. Mm-mm. And they had to do a cleansing on his house, and he was affected by it for a while. Um the current owner has had um ground penetrating radar brought out there and investigated um mm-hmm. part of the property. They have discovered five bodies uh that oh, they that wow. they do know of uh that are buried so, on the back part of the property.
2: Right. So they called it. The, I mean usually when you're investigating and you find a body, then you gotta stop everything, call the cops out. I got to dig it up to see how old it is. If it's, I think it's seventy-five years, is the cutoff to where it's. Oh, a crime. really? I didn't know. Well, the oh, really? We have to investigate it. Yeah, I've seen well, this happen know. a couple of times where GPR or corpse dogs mm-hmm. hit on an area, and they end up having to call the police out, dig it up, and uh, at least in the one thing where Taps was there, they said, you know, the police told them said if we have to test, if we find a body and it's younger than seven, it's been in the ground less than seventy-five years, we have to treat this as a crime scene. Oh wow. Really? Yeah.
1: So, I wonder if that's by state, by jurisdiction, it's probably by
2: jurisdiction,
1: you know, but anyway, they found five different bodies on there with ground penetrating radar, which I thought was interesting. the dandy daughter, Tina, the dandy daughter, the dandy, Tina, the dandy, the
0: dandy daughter, dandy daughter
1: <coughs> Tina. Oh, Tina after leaving the property unalived herself um because
0: that little girl didn't leave her
1: she unalived herself and bless it since then yeah it's sad since then her picture has been caught at the house and the reason they know it's her picture is because her mom confirmed it her mom saw it and said yep that's her you got her picture um Really? So one she will
2: come all the way back there from Oregon.
1: Well, I don't know that she was in Oregon when she did that, but I do know that, that that's what happened. Mm. Um, one of the paranormal investigative groups that were out there, uh, one of the stories about Tina was that her mother would put Vic's vapor rub on her, mm. and because of the the scent, it was kind of uh, calming, calming for her so her mother when she was a little girl would put this on her so they left out a a deal of vicks vapor rub
0: and some of it was missing huh and some of it was missing
1: her fingerprint was in it a a fingerprint oh. was in the vicks vapor rub uh when they came they went to dinner and came, came back, back and when they came back it, there was a oh. fingerprint in it um mike the kid Mm-mm. um the one that was playing with the Ouija board, he has died. Uh and they've caught EVPs of Mike um
0: at the house.
1: At the house. So evidently he was performing a Ouija board session in the living room and um there's a doll that's in the house now mm-hmm. that was thrown at him during the Ouija board session. And believe it or not, the house may have killed him as well. Because he died from a blood clot that broke free from a blood clot that he had from the accident, they think, when the car wrecked.
0: Oh, like a PE or something.
1: Mm-hmm. Blood clot broke free and that's what killed him. Uh, they found they they have found dozens of arrowheads on the property. There are four documented Native American burial grounds on neighboring property. Um, The there was one investigator who caught a picture and I saw it. I I saw the picture. I didn't see what he saw. But he said it was a puckwudgie. You ever heard of a puckwudgie? So
0: I have actually, but I don't remember what it is.
1: I think it's in like a Harry Potter thing or something. Yeah, but puckwudgies are thought to be elementals that protect Native American burial grounds. Uh, a puckwudgie is uh, translated by Henry Schoolcraft as "little wild man of the woods that vanishes." It is a human-like creature of the Wampanoag. Did I say that right? Sure. <laughs> Wampanoag um, tribe and Womp, Wampanoag.
0: It's Wamp Wampanoag. It's a Wampanoag, it's Wampanoag.
1: tribe. Yeah, Noag.
0: But they say it. Yeah, Wampanoag. but you would
2: say Wampanoag. That's how I uh, that, always heard it. When I say it. it like that, then that rings a bell. It I does. It same. Wampanoag.
1: Yeah. Wampanoag. Okay. Wampanoag. All right. So anyway, they um, hmm. they believe it's this little troll-like creatures, and when I've looked them up, they're little bitty guys. And they half troll, half human. Their back looks like a porcupine. They're mm-hmm. covered in these, these, look these. all troll here. But. Little quill-looking things. Um. Anyway, they're they've got pictures of them. People have seen them out there. I don't know about all that, but this is what lives behind my house. In <laughs> yeah, so. so the oh, and the that room with all the flies and everything. The dandies actually boarded that room up when they were living there. Really? Because they felt that was the epicenter of the evil, not the the crawl space. They thought it was that room. You or know? Not
0: Mike's room where he's doing the Ouija board sessions.
1: Uh, he was actually doing the Ouija board or sessions in the living in the room. Living you room. said. Yeah.
0: But where was he keeping the board? Is what I was thinking.
1: I don't know. Um, anyway, many believe that the it's not just the house. But it's actually the land, land that the house sets on.
2: Sounds like it, because you're seeing stuff in the woods.
1: The know. bodies yeah, that around.
0: are bur- buried. Yeah. buried. Buried. Buried.
1: <laughs> Burial grounds, and yeah. Anyway, that is all I have about the dandies.
0: So what's the most recent person that's been there? How Did, we, did you say you?
1: Uh, I just saw that Nick Groff was there
2: during paranormal lockdown, so that would have been with Katrina Weidman, the chick who also does the portals to hell with the... Jack, Jack Osborne. Osborne. Mm-hmm. He had that show with her. So, But he, you know, it didn't make it to the four, third or fourth season because of the drama with Zach and Travel Channel What's or the- something. I mean, Nick says that Zach had it canceled. Yeah. but Who knows the reality behind yeah. that? I mean, when the they all, merged with... The all-powerful <clears throat> Zach. When they merged, <laughs> when Discovery and Max, HBO Max and all that mm-hmm. merged, they cut multiple shows because they were trimming... Just the, you know, trim and of the, you know excessive amount of paranormal shows. That trim yeah, I, I
1: was going to say there's probably a lot of duplication yeah. going on there. So it just went by so ratings. Um, hmm. Yeah, but the a lot of people believe that it's the, actually the land itself is cursed, and it's not just the house.
0: There's a movie about it, right?
1: I don't know.
0: Yeah, the Hensdale House, 2019.
1: Oh. oh yes, there is. Don't waste your time. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So I, I suffered and- I suffered so you didn't have to. Okay. I feel kinda like Jesus here <laughs> because so that bad. You, huh? Oh my god, yes, it's horrible. It's okay. right up there with
2: the sci fi network. It's right Shartanito. up there with the Bray
1: Road Beast. Oh.
0: It's just really bad, that,
1: huh? Yeah, that grade D movie that was made back in the two thousands, I guess, something, maybe.
2: Like an asylum picture like
1: One of those really bad.
0: The Hensdale House Paranormal Investigation says it's 2019 as well.
2: Oh, the
1: movie?
0: The show.
2: The Paranormal Lockdown episode?
0: Oh, this is Paranormal Investigation. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's an online film drama. There's a
1: really good one on um, YouTube, and it's another guy who does investigations and stuff like that, and... Um, with lots and lots of followers, so I'll put his paranormal files. Yeah, 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 Blonde yeah. Hair, yeah. Blonde hair, good-looking dude, young guy. Yeah, tattoos. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, he uh, he did one there, and I, I watched theirs, and it's like a two-hour. Yeah, uh, he
2: does really good work. I mean, he does yeah, two he does three-hour videos does. and a lot of them.
1: Yeah, he's he traveling does. all the time. Yeah, he does a really good job. And I think
2: he's based here. I think he's in Texas, but is he really? He was all over the place. Yeah.
1: Huh. I didn't know that. But uh,
2: I watched some of the really early stuff, and it was all all around Texas,
1: most. Oh, yeah.
2: Back when his hair was short.
1: Oh, you know what? As you, as I recall, I have seen some of the stuff with his short hair. I, I kind of like his mop look now, though. Mm-hmm. I think it works for him.
2: He sells a. a Tattoo flash with some designs so you could buy from it for.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> little,
2: little little ghosties and stuff.
0: Would you go here?
1: <sighs> I don't know. What, I really don't is know. this the
0: only place that's ever been approved to be exorcised as a building? It's the
1: only one that I've ever heard of.
0: I mean, it was the one that Nate had to first get approval, so obviously it's right. the first.
1: I was yeah, curious was if the there's first.
0: anything since.
1: I, it's the only one that I have ever heard of where the Vatican actually approved, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of guys out there that call themselves exorcists, you know, but for, we're talking about the, the gold standard, the Catholic exorcism. And so that's the only one i like I say, that I've heard of, but hmm. there may be, maybe there's more now.
0: Okay. I'm just know. curious. Interesting. Um, So I'm sorry, you don't know if you go here or not?
2: I don't know. John?
1: This one kind of freaks me out a little bit. I mean
2: you have to go to Buffalo, New York to go. You would. Yeah. (laughs) It's They're never in awesome places like (laughs) Hawaii or I don't know, San Antonio. San Antonio's There's awesome. Some man. Hotels That's this, true. It's, it's a fun place to visit, man. Um, there are so many along the East Coast, like in Yankee Land. And,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Which I'd rather go to the Connecticut place because it's. I don't know. I my vision I've never been to upstate New York, so I have this warped vision of New York because of what I saw in New York City. Yeah. Which is supposedly two different Very worlds. Different, upstate and what New I've York been City. Told yeah. what I've heard is two completely different worlds.
1: But I, I don't know if I would go or not. This <coughs> for some there was something about this that
0: really gave you the oogly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know what, but but yeah that one kind of creeped me out a little bit
0: yeah it it feels different almost like i feel like the story makes it feel different than the hill house like the one that
1: mm-hmm. we went to or yeah. you know
0: it's creepy looking but there's just something about it it just it's yeah, when a creepy
2: I, looking house
1: it's when, when i was creepy. when i was reading it and reading about it and watching the other videos you know on youtube and stuff like that is there were uh, there's just a feel about it that i just like mm, i don't know
0: that's got some bad juju going on that
1: might have some bad juju not (laughs) sure that the exorcism worked well that's just it the exorcism didn't work you know and and i think they end up leaving the house nobody's bought completely bought and paid for this house since 1966 i think it was until this (laughs) until recently the guy actually paid it off i think but
2: yeah, some places like that. <clears throat> Best to just... on Yeah, sorry. I forgot to hit
0: there. <sighs> There's just some places that I just... I don't feel like you'd want to be a part of. Like, I don't want to even... Best
2: just to turn them into uh, paranormal investigation playgrounds and not live like in them. Like,
0: charge was it 3.50 a night, you said, to go up there and...
2: Yeah, I think that's what it was. It was I'm sorry.
0: I'm going to be honest. It's just one of those places that I'd be, like, in the dead middle of the day, set up some cameras, and then... Head out like I'm not even.
2: Well, it's three fifty for up to six people for an overnight investigation.
0: Like you know, we could you could even like set up EVP stuff with a recorder playing questions, and then it breaks, and you wait. But like, (laughs) not even gonna be there to.
1: No, they give you a
2: long time too. Like maybe check-in is usually seven p.m., but they're flexible, and check-out ten a.m. Almost hotel check-in. You
1: know what you could do? You could set up a ring. <clears throat> you could set up a ring camera there and you talk could, through it. Yeah, and you, can you could talk have through it, the yeah. ring camera. You wouldn't even have to be on site. Zach does that a lot now. Well,
2: Del Ho, Del he'll, those house, that Ghost Adventures house calls show. Yeah. Where he sends Aaron and Billy and, uh, Jay and Lauren to the oh, <laughs> to the place, that he doesn't go. And then they he holds. And it's like I need to talk to him, and he'll call. Out for oh, I cannot. He'll
1: please, please place, please place the possessed person in front of the camera. <laughs> what was that I going to tell you
2: that you need to watch? I watched a really good "Deliver Us from Evil" with uh, Eric Bana in it. Oh, it
1: but I don't remember it
2: dude it is good it's based on it? um, the uh, supposedly based on the, the true accounts of uh, this New York City police detective who uh, he had a show for like a season mm-hmm. on Travel Channel I believe as well uh, Sarchi detective something Sarchi who hmm. mm-hmm. uh, Became a demonologist after he retired from. It might be anyway. Yeah. Five stars. That is a great movie.
1: So this place. Not going. I I just yeah like when I said when I it affects the, that
0: many people and they are no longer here possibly because of that <laughs> house.
1: Well, when Nick Groff says, "Dude, you should be careful. Don't you know? Be careful to bring stuff home with you." So I probably I would just go out on a limb and say no, I wouldn't do it. John, would you want to go there?
2: Um. If I'm passing through, I wouldn't go out of my way,
1: yeah, that's
2: go. not
0: your destination.
2: Buffalo, New York's not on the top list of
0: places holiday
2: to destinations,
1: no. okay, so what about bushmills, Blackbush? Would we recommend that? Uh, and you just answered my question right there with no. the, <sighs> It's okay. There's two thumbs yeah. down. Here's the thing. wouldn't
0: recommend this house.
1: I wouldn't, wouldn't recommend really the
0: recommend the bushmills black Bushmills,
1: Blackbush, I would not recommend. Because there is way too much out there that's way better for
2: even from them.
1: It, yeah, from them for
2: the best the right there in, in the liquor cabinet. Prohibition recipe, and we haven't yeah. even scratched the surface
0: great. of how many Bushmills makes. Like they have no, a yeah, lot of different batches. White label, which is a standard. Black band.
2: label, red label. Prohibition, and then they get into the single malts all the Rare way up to casks. like a, the thirty year single malts, and some, which yes. are probably fantastic.
1: I, d- I didn't realize that they had that much. I thought they were. They I have didn't quite a
0: few, upwards of ten, so, I believe. But I didn't know. All right. Well, I'm not down for either one, either. <laughs> <I> Me <mean> neither. <laughs> no one asked, but I'm not down for the house. Or the this I will finish, but
1: yeah, eventually. Maybe oh, I'll maybe right. I'll give cake that away. Or something
2: with it or something. Yeah. You
1: know,
0: like, <laughs> a whiskey cake.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. You can I make can r- do that. They make rum cakes, right?
0: Yeah. They rum make cake. whiskey to cakes. Yeah. You can make icing and stuff right. whiskeys. righty. Have a good night.
1: No, good night, yeah. y'all. Bye bye. Bye. Yeah, they make that's
2: cooking whiskey. That's like
1: cooking wine. Like. <laughs> well, they make it that prohibition recipe. Great. A lot better. Yeah. I like Prohibition. Yeah, this was 90 proof it bro We were
0: having that discussion yesterday.
1: Prohibition is probably my go to for Irish whiskey. They have limited. do that I don't think they're going to Irish whiskey out there.